What defines crazy? One way Urban Dictionary defines crazy is someone who will go against the rules. A person who acts in a manner that normal society does not approve of. We would add that crazy can be defined as enigmatic, meaning mysterious or speaking in riddles, often misunderstood. God tells us in Isaiah 55, 8-9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Yet even though he is enigmatic, he tells us in seven places in scripture that if we seek him, we will find him when we search with all of our heart. Journey with us as we seek him and explore the evidence that confirms God be crazy. Welcome back to God Be Crazy. In preparation for this episode, Christy and I were studying the story of Daniel and the events that surrounded him being thrown into the lion's den. We always record our prep sessions because when God speaks, we don't want to miss it or forget to include it in the episode. But this time, the prep session turned into the podcast episode. So here's episode 17 and a peek into how we study scripture together. So it pleased Darius to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. Like you said, he was a president. The satraps were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss. Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administrators and satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They were trying to plot against him. Yeah. And um, basically, it sounds like jealousy, too. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Finally, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man. Daniel, unless it has something to do with the law of his God. So the administrators and satraps went as a group to the king and said, O King Darius, live forever. (laughs) Oh, let us pump you. Doesn't that sound like, let us praise you. Let me feed your ego, O King Darius. Yeah. So that you'll listen to me because you like praise. (laughs) The royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or man during the next 30 days except to you, O king, feed your ego, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, O king, issue the decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the laws of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. So King Darius put the decree in writing. This is interesting to me. They manipulated him by feeding his ego. Yeah. I'm going to convince you because I'm going to make you feel like I'm going to butter you up. They went and buttered him up. You love getting your ego um, affirmed? We're going to do that. Oh, you're so wonderful. You're so great. No one should honor you. No one should honor anyone but but you. you. For the next 30 days. Man or God Man or, or God. any which way you put it. So, of course, an ego-filled person is like, sure, that sounds good to me. <laughs> so King Darius, with his big fat ego, put the decree in writing. Verse 10. 
Now, when Daniel learned that the, that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. So they went to the king and spoke to him about his royal decree. Did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days, anyone who prays to any god or man except you, O king, would be thrown into the lion's den? The king answered, The decree stands in accordance with the laws of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. Then they said to the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, O king, or to the decree you put in writing. He still prays three times a day. When the king heard this, he was greatly distressed. Somebody else is being prayed to. He was determined to rescue Daniel and made every effort until sundown to save him. So he was greatly distressed because they it had screwed Daniel over and he wanted to appoint him. So he he thought of him as the tippy top of his administrators. Yeah. Then the men went as a group to the king and said to him, Remember, O king, that according to the law of the... Boy, they repeat this a lot. must be important. According to the law of the Medes Medes and Persians, no decree or edict that the king issues can be changed. Set a trap. So the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. And the king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve, continually rescue you. He didn't even believe then. But he wanted it to be so Uh Uh-huh. He wanted him to get saved. He liked him a lot. He saw, I mean, previous to this, he hadn't, they they searched and tried every which way to hang him and could not find anything Mm -hmm. to hang him on. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the ring of his nobles so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. They sealed it so that they would know if anybody had tried to get in and Uh do anything different. Uh It was sealed with this seal. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without entertainment being brought to him, and he could not sleep. He did not distract himself. That's interesting. He He was so distressed, he didn't eat. He didn't. He didn't distract himself with entertainment. He, and he didn't really like, and he didn't sleep. Like he was tormented by the fact that his he. It almost sounds like he loved him. Like didn't just this isn't just business, you know. Like if you you know how they say it's it's business, it ain't personal. Right. Like this felt personal. He was. I wouldn't be if I was an egomaniac that just wanted this Things person away. Uh huh. Yeah. Or if he appointed Daniel, if he wanted Daniel to be in that place because it was going to only serve him, like it seems like he felt, he felt like something he for him. He really did care. Like you don't get distressed like this. No. You don't lose your appetite and lose your ability to sleep. Like he was traumatized. He was torn. That's what happens during trauma. When I read that as a trauma therapist, I think he's, tra- that's, he's traumatized. It's great. Or maybe, yeah, but... Grief. I know that I would call it drama. He put him in the, as far as King Darius knows, his best dude's getting shredded right now. Like, that's, that's what he knew. Yeah, that's true. He's envisioning, if I'm Darius, I'm thinking, 
he's being torn limb to limb. Like he's being consumed right now. Yeah. My guy that I love and wanted to, he definitely loved him. Why would you be this distressed? Had to. Had to. Why would you be so hung up about that? And kings have so much ego. They can easily replace other people. Like they have everyone at their beck and call. If the king wants you to do something, he can pull anyone from anywhere and go, here, you do this job. I want you for this. Yeah. Like Daniel was not easily replaceable, clearly. He Mm. meant something to him. Yeah. He didn't sleep. He didn't eat. He did not even distract himself with all the other entertainment he could have. Like he sat in his own one-on-one fancy schmancy bedroom master suite and he grieved him at the first light of dawn as soon as he could get up and go check he went up and go went and checked on the minute that it was first he had so he could see because obviously they couldn't see real well they didn't have like flashlights and all the things we have so at the first light of dawn the king got up and hurried to the lion's den when he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice. I wonder what an anguished voice sounds like. Like, Daniel! Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like, I've seen this scripted in like a cartoon. They're like, Daniel, did your God save you? It's like, that doesn't sound anguished. Yeah. Daniel, servant of the living God, has your, has your God whom you serve, like, anguished, distressed. Has your God, whom you serve continuous, continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel, and he shut the mouths of the lions. Oh, I just got a whole other. <laughs> he didn't just shut the mouths of the lions. He, he shut the mouths of the accusers. He shut the mouths of the wicked. Woo. Okay. All right, back to the text. My God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight. For have I, nor have I ever done any wrong before you, O king. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. At the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and thrown into the lion's den, along with their wives and children. Yeah. Oh. They killed their whole families, like their bloodline's dead. They didn't just kill them. All the ones who put it up. The men who had falsely accused him. (laughs) Woo! You think you set a trap for Daniel, and you just set your own trap along with their wives and children. And before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed their bones. Yeah, they basically caught them as they were falling uh-huh. down into the pit. Before they reached the floor of the den. It's like, have you ever tossed a treat to your dog? And they're like, <laughs> they don't let it hit the yeah. floor. That's how, wow. Yeah. Then King Darius wrote to all the peoples, nations, and men of every language throughout the land. May you prosper greatly. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel, for he is the living God. I just got chills. Woo! 
For he is the living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus at uh, Cyrus the Persian. Yeah. Gotta be crazy. Signs and wonders. Lions are not going to touch him. Lions gobble them up. Your enemies. He will gobble up your enemies and destroy them. But what did Daniel do throughout, throughout this whole time? He just did what he, he just always was who did. he was. He did what he always did. I love verse 10. It says, and now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. These are not closed windows. He wasn't just, you know, the soundproofing that we have. Yeah. He was at an open window talking, praying. He was praising God like noise was leaving his house and people were going to notice that. People knew he was praying. He went home to his upstairs room where the windows Open towards Jerusalem three times a day. He got down on his knees and he prayed, giving thanks to God just as he had done before. He didn't go to God and go, what the heck, man? Like, you want me to worship you and now there's this decree where I can't. What do you want me to do? He just went and did what he was doing before. Not a thing changed. Nope. He gave thanks. He thanked him. Three times a day. Thanked publicly. him. Publicly. He didn't go in a tiny little dark room in the corner, whatever, by his house and said, Dear God, hey, it's me. Don't want to get drunk over here. You're supposed to be praying. I know, I know. I'm supposed to be praying. Or in his mind. Like, we, a lot of we pray in our heads. You know, we don't necessarily say. I have, I have clients sometimes, they're like, Sometimes I talk to myself in the car and I pray out loud. Is that weird? Like they want me to confirm or deny that they're weird. And I'm like, if you want to talk in your car to yourself or pray, like, do it. (laughs) Like people think it's weird. Like that's, it's weird to talk to yourself. Well, you're really not talking to yourself. If you're praying, a conversation with God. I'm sorry. I talk to myself too. If I do something, like, I'll be going through my day doing something and say I did something dumb, I'll be like, that was dumb, kick. Uh You know, like, I talk to myself, and I don't Uh think it's weird. It just just is. Yeah. And he did not go and pray silently. He went, and he boldly continued in the ways that he was taught to in the ways that he'd always been. This, this scripture doesn't talk about any other thing, any other thing that Daniel says or does. It base it doesn't. He doesn't argue with the king when he's getting uh-huh. ready to be thrown into the den. Like it doesn't show. It doesn't speak to any of that. We can only imagine what took place. But according to what the scripture says, mm-hmm. he didn't do anything different. So I'm guessing he didn't fight, put up a fight, or freak out or or go tell all his friends what do we do because we're about to get healed if we continue to pray to God Mm -hmm. like he didn't do any of those things he did not make war with people he went to God 
he prayed and thanked him. He praised him in the middle of this, like crazy. Yeah, his government just changed. Like he's the president of this government that now has an edict that says you can't do, you basically can't be who you are. You can't believe how you believe. You can't maintain that. And you're in an upper level. That would be like today, the vice president, the president issuing an edict and the vice president violating the deepest core values of the vice president. And the vice president goes home. Continues to do what he normally does. And laughs something on social media about prayer and blah, blah, blah. That's what it would be today, I think, because it's public. He faced Jerusalem and said, blah, prayer. I, I don't know that it's like that just because he did it in his own home. Yes, it was public, but it was in his own home. Yes, he had the windows open, but he was in his home. He wasn't out That's on, the on the street the square. openly defying the king yeah. and rubbing it in his face. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to pray. Da, 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 da. No, he went to his home. That's what he always had done. Is, isn't that what it said? Just as he had done before. So it just, he just did what he always did. He went home to his own home. Yeah. And he prayed to God the same way he always had. He didn't make a big spectacle. Yeah. Because it was, that's how he'd always prayed before. So he right. just went and did what he, he just did. did what he always did. Yeah. He wasn't out there sticking it to the man. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, I but he had all these other men that knew that he was going to stick to that. And so they were watching. Well, him. they knew that that's what he had always done. So they were waiting for him to uh-huh. screw up. And sure enough, he yeah. did what he always did because he was a believer in God and he didn't let. The men's opinion or rules or law change what he had between him and God. And it's interesting to me now. We're going to talk about this between us. I don't know if this is going to be podcast worthy, mm-hmm. but. Daniel is Old Testament. And Old Testament is all about the law. And somewhere in the Bible, I don't know where, we'll have to Google it. Somewhere in the Bible, it says that we're to obey the laws of the land. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing that is with the exception of if you're worshiping any God before me, because I believe that that's the, first the Ten Commandment Commandments are more important than the laws of the land. So yeah. if the law of your land, yes, you're supposed to obey the law of the land. Are we supposed to not speed? Are we supposed to do those things? Yeah, we are, because that's... But mm-hmm. we are not to have any other God before mm-hmm. God. And when your laws, when your laws are disregarding or asking you to give up your beliefs or your relationship or change yourself, change what is true, change, change anything that has to do with God. Mm -hmm. That's what it's what it's really about. Obeying, it is obeying. Because it's not about you so much as... Being in submission to earthly law, man's law over God's law. Yeah. This is saying you are... This is an example Uh of just one example. I know people talk about, well, Jesus did this and Jesus did that and he healed on the Sabbath and all these things that he broke the law. Daniel technically broke the law. Yeah. But was rewarded because of his obedience. Mm-hmm.
Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you're not sure how to turn it into reality? You need Ready, Set, Podcast. They make it super easy to create your own podcast. They can help record, edit, and publish your idea. They have prices to fit any budget and options for both hobbyists and professional podcasters. So if you have an idea, reach out to them for a free consultation on their website or social media at www.readysetpodcast.xyz. Ready, Set, Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. The real point is his character and who he was. Mm -hmm. And that was a man of God. He was sold out. Somebody who's not sold out is not going to do that. No. And he stood higher. He stood above because he didn't try to stick it to the man. He didn't get upset with the king. He didn't go to the king and plead his case. He didn't do any of those things. He trusted God, period. He heard the edict, but he knew what he had to do, and that was to continue to worship and thank God. So he did that. But he didn't go out and make some big deal about this law that's now been mm-hmm. op- put oppressed on him. He didn't, he didn't fight that way. Because God doesn't need defending. He doesn't need us to defend him. He needs us to be obedient and to worship him in spirit and in truth. And that is what Daniel did. That's all he asks of us. And when we... He, Daniel could have acted out of, out of, in his flesh. He could have acted. He could have went to the king who loved him. and Been like, seriously, bro? Like, I thought we... We're good. Like, what are you doing? This is, I'm going to die. He didn't. Uh, He didn't call up Timmy and Joe and be like, have y'all heard this crap that the king's doing? Mm -hmm. We're all about to die. He didn't do any of that. He continued his life as he had always done. No different. He took his battle to God. He gave it to him. He thanked Mm -hmm. him. He didn't. He didn't lament to him in prayer, God, save me, I'm going to die. No, that's not what he did. Thank you. What does it say? Chapter 10. Verse 10. Yeah. 6, 10. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he'd done before. It. That was his response. Take away. Other people are listening from other places. Where they're not just listening. I mean, in Arkansas, we get to worship God. We get to go to church. Not everybody that's listening may have that religious freedom. Mm-hmm. And so it's a reminder that no, come what may, you know, we're told that in prophecy, the it, the book is a prophetic book, and therefore. And we're told that this world is going to end eventually. And it's going to get more and more godless before that happens. Our faith is going to be tested. For me, I I go more into... If I'm standing in the face of a trial in my life... (laughs) 
No pun intended. I'm standing in the face of a trial in my life. What should be my response? My human self wants to have a human moment. Daniel didn't act in that. Mm -hmm. Because even though he's in a human body and has human experience, he was sold out to God. His reaction was, it's God's will. It's God's will. I'm giving it to him. He didn't worry about, Scripture didn't say he worried about his friends, his family, his own life, what it would look like if Mm -hmm. others would hear him, what other people would think or feel Mm -hmm. or none of those things were a concern. When he heard the edict, the rule that had been placed upon him, he went and did as he had always done. Mm -hmm. No panic, no change of pace, nothing changed. They didn't talk about the distress. The only distress that is mentioned in this story is is King Darius's distress. Because, and even though he was distressed, there was a part of King Darius that had some faith in this God of, da- of Daniel. I don't think he did until after the fact. Well, I think he had hope. He hope. was like, I hope you're, you know, this God that you rely but on. Hope isn't faith. Hope is just, oh, I hope this works out for you, bro. Faith is like, I know this is going to happen because I believe uh, God's going to save you. That's, that's faith. So he King just Darius went hoped. from hope to faith. Yeah. He, he had hope that Daniel. He wanted Daniel to live and he, he, but he had to obey the law because he said it. And then what kind of king, king is he if he right. overturns his own law? Uh-huh. He can't. And furthermore, the people that baited him into setting that law, that is something we should talk <laughs> about too because. Yeah. So Darius had to be a little bit of an ego-driven person because he wouldn't have made a law like that if it didn't serve him. But what happened, and it's the same thing that happens to all of us when we let our flesh take over and we drive from an ego position, that is we are blinded to the things, to the to the things that happen because of our us mm-hmm. acting out of our ego. Yeah. He didn't think in that moment that when he put that out there that he was going to screw over Daniel, his favorite person. He didn't think about that yeah, because correct. all he thought about in that moment was his self. And when we are driven by our ego and we're only thinking of ourselves, we don't recognize the damage it could cause to those around us that we care about. So he set this into motion, and once he did, he was grieved that he'd done it, but there was nothing he could do now that it was done. He had to follow through. And the people who helped manipulate him into that mindset, now, don't get me wrong, he ain't innocent in this, because he he willingly did it. He liked his ego getting stroked. And so he was not, he was an easy target. He Mm -hmm. was easy to manipulate. The people Mm -hmm. that wanted to get rid of Daniel, that had hatched this plan to get rid of Daniel, they knew that the king would follow through with this because he liked that ego stroking. Mm -hmm. So here they go. They They came in and spoke his language. They spoke his language. (laughs) They blew up his ego and he got a big head for a second. And he was like, yeah, 
That's what we should do. So he makes that order. Once he makes that edict, that executive order from the head honcho that says this is what's happening, it's set in motion and it can't be stopped. So now what? Hmm. He throws Daniel in the lion's den because he has to. When he does, he's like, Daniel, I hope that your God saves you. I hope he does. And he seals him up in there with the lions and he goes home and he can't eat. He can't sleep. He doesn't want to be entertained. Like he is distressed at what he done. And I would like to think in this moment, now it doesn't say this in the scripture, but to me, it kind of leans that way. I would like to think that in that moment, he had a change of heart and he repented. Yeah. I hope. And well, I think I think that because of the scriptures that follow, he was because re- it says remorse. he was he was grieved, right? But it says when he pulls Daniel out and Daniel's alive, then he commands his whole kingdom to serve only the God of Daniel. So to me, I'm thinking during this time that Daniel's there, and he's grieved. He's not eating. He's not. I believe now it's just me. I don't know this to be fact, but I believe he he repented and had a change of heart. And he recognized what he did and that it was wrong. And when he found Daniel in one piece the next morning, he knew. Then he knew that the God of Daniel Mm -hmm. is the real deal. And then I think he further submitted. Obviously, Mm -hmm. he did because he he put it out there to the whole kingdom that he would serve the God of Daniel. But the people who were behind that puppeting and manipulating people, the people who knew that the king had an ego issue and that Daniel would continue to worship Jesus. Those people who were sitting behind the scenes manipulating things and making it the way they wanted, the puppeteers, if you will, those people and their entire families, wives, kids, the whole thing, were fed the lions. Before their bodies could hit the floor of the den. And gobbled up. I just feel like that this story is significant because today in our current culture and climate um the god of the bible and jesus and they they are not revered anymore people are more worried about their own selves pleasing their own flesh doing what makes them feel good or what's right in their eyes than they are about serving God. And I think it would behoove us as Christians to take a look at how Daniel handled this situation and ask ourselves, if we are in the midst of this, what would we do? Are we crying out to God going, oh, you got to save me, you got to save me? Or are we trusting that he's going to anyway Mm -hmm. and just going about business as usual? Daniel already knew. Daniel already had prophetic dreams. Daniel already had promises. He had a relationship with God, and God already told him that he had him. And when this came about, what did he do? He trusted that. And to have that, we say we have faith. Do we have that faith? I don't know. To me, it's just an exercise. It's an exercise in where's your faith? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Mm-hmm. 
Are you picking up the phone and are you blasting social media? My boss declared this and now I have to do this or Making blah, blah, war blah. With the people, I yeah. guess. Are you at war with people or are you leaving the people to their devices and letting God handle it the way God handles? Letting him fight your battles. Because we don't see what he does in the unseen world, you know, we're told this, we are physical beings and we're spiritual beings in physical bodies. And he says he fights our battles for us. He says he's for us. He's with us. And I think sometimes we, we use our physical bodies and our human nature as a crutch. We say, oh, but I am a human being and I feel things this way or I do things this way. And sometimes I think that God's going, you are a spiritual being. You're mine and I made you and I'm telling you, you're fine. I need you to act like you're fine, and I need you to worship me. Thank me and move on. I've got you. Man, that hits home for me. I know that I have to, if I'm being honest, I have to repent because so many times I go, but Mm -hmm. I'm a human, you know? I know. We say that to each other. Like, I'm still a human with feelings. I still have doubts and fears and emotions. And that's the thing. We are those things, but we are being asked. To be godlike, we are being asked to follow Christ, to have His attributes, and to die to self. And if you're truly dying to self, you're not wrapped up in your feelings and your emotions and your human nature. You're dying to self. Ooh, this is as much to us. Anybody else? I mean, this is a Bible study we need. This is much, friend. We. Really need to pay attention to what we say and what we're doing. I know. And the way we're acting. Because we we are we have spent time, both of us have spent time wallowing in, in this process. And it's not that you can't grieve, be grieved about things because there's plenty in there. Yeah, if I was getting thrown to lions, I'd be a little hot. Like <laughs> I can't imagine walking it's like walking the plank, you know. You're about to walk right into, I mean, he's thrown in there. It's not like he got to jump in at his own pace. <laughs> like, this he was thrown in. Yeah. He is put in, uh, see. Anyway, yeah. Threw him into the lion's den. They didn't say, like, jump in, man. Like, thrown in. Your body got chunked down into it. I mean, like, I'm sure the fall alone was not a pleasant one. He, he could have had a, uh, well, he didn't have a broken bone or else we would have known about he it. He didn't have any scratches on he him, didn't have so any, it didn't hurt him. Yeah. He landed on his feet, I guess. That, listen, like, that's even significant. He got thrown in, and it says at the end, um, he was lift. no wound was found on him. So even the fall, even the thrown, getting thrown in would at least bruise you. No wound. No wound from that fall. God had him from the minute he was walking there till the minute he got out of there. I mean, the scripture also doesn't say this, but I can imagine by, we don't know how deep that was or how, I mean, a bunch of lions are going to, it's not a small place. It has to be big enough for lions to be in. To get thrown in there, that's got to hurt to get 
tossed down in that. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he didn't even hit the ground. Like that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah, from we the don't moment, know. From the literally, the angels there, shut their mouths, yeah. so maybe the angels caught him on the way down. I like know. we don't know. That's what I'm curious about. Like he. I wonder if from the first fall and he got caught or if he, like, I wonder what happened. I don't really wonder. I'm pretty sure that he, as soon as he entered that place, he he was was protected. And the angels, the same way that, think about this, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were put in the fiery furnace, not a hair on their head were singed. They didn't even smell like smoke. But the people that checked on them disintegrated. (laughs) So... If the fire is that hot, then they were surrounded. It's kind yeah. of that, remember we were talking about the things that we don't see, that yeah. unseen realm, and that's, to me, what this is. The angels already had him. He didn't know. He didn't see, but they were already there in place. Yeah. And that's, that brings me to another point. Angels can't be everywhere. They are appointed to be where they are, and we know that they're not just everywhere. And there was more than one lion in this den. Yeah, because it uses plural. And one angel is probably not holding multiple lines mouth shut. So I can infer that there were probably more than one angel there. Somebody had to catch him as it was falling. Somebody had to hold their mouths shut. Somebody's like, God knew all along this was what was going to happen mm-hmm. and, and had a plan for it. He planned for them to be there to do just that. Can you imagine being Daniel down in this lion's den and all these lions are there and all their mouths are shut and can't none of them get you? You're like, thanks, Jesus. I wonder if he just went to bed that night Mm -hmm. knowing like praised Jesus like he would do. Go ahead and finish that out and then sleep through the night and get up the next day like God's got me. Wow. God is at work. Well, he knew once he landed that and didn't get hurt and the lines didn't come at him that you don't need faith at that point. You yeah. already know. Yeah, you just know in the God's the, and not dying. Yeah, yeah, you're there. It's just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they're standing there like hey, in the fire, fire not around. getting burned up. Uh, God is mm-hmm. amazing. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. He prospered. He trusted in his God. The lions were ravenously hungry. Verse 24. Didn't matter how hungry they were. The angels shut their mouths. No, they they became real hungry as soon as the other dudes and their families came in. <laughs> Hunger's back. Oh, they were, and the hunger never stopped. Mm-hmm. They were just, they just not permitted lit, to yeah, eat. Their, their mouths wouldn't open. And as soon as Daniel was out, the next people that came in, they didn't even get to touch the ground because they just <laughs> gobbled them up out the air. <laughs> I'm totally. That's a terrible way to die. I'm totally doing that too. Uh, like, you totally should. I thought the same thing. Yeah, I'm totally. That not. is an awful way to die. I mean, along. I with, mean, maybe. Along, oh, it'd be quick. I, I would. I. I wouldn't vote it if I got to choose. <laughs> well, it depends. That's What's terrible. my other options? I would rather get eaten by lion than tossed in the fiery furnace. That's painful. Well, fire would be done. I mean, that'd be fast. 
Have you ever burnt your hand, burnt your finger on something, how bad it hurts? Now imagine every nerve ending on your entire body. Yeah, I don't want to die that way. And it lasts, it lasts, I mean, it's going to, it would be fast, quote unquote, but it's going to take 30 seconds, a minute for it to really, that, and you're screaming in agony. You've just burnt your finger on a yeah. stove, how bad it hurts. Yeah. To imagine your whole body engulfed like that, no thanks. Throw me to the lion, one, and I'm gone. I'm good. Like, they ate them before they hit the ground. I would never... I was flying through the air and then I'm dead. Fine, fine by me. But I don't, I don't ever want to find out because I don't ever want to be the one going against God. Amen to that. But I don't want to be found opposing him. No. No, thank you. Let me be found on the right side. That'll wrap. Thanks for listening to the God Be Crazy podcast. If the message of the podcast resonates with you, please make sure to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. We also encourage you to rate and review it on your favorite podcast platform. By doing this, you may help others hear the podcast as well. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or just share it the good old fashioned way. Talk about it with the people in your life. It is our hope that you will be blessed and strengthened by the truth and crazy love of God. 